Welcome to the Soul Lux Life Podcast, where our goal is to enhance the mental, physical, and spiritual luxuries in life. Make your life luxurious through knowledge, coaching, training, and technique. Visit us online at soulluxlife.com. Here's your host, Crispin J. Watson. And we're live. So I'm so, 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 so excited about tonight's podcast. This is from Wiley, realtor, <laughs> real estate professional, entrepreneur. Um, just all around great person. I met Steven when I first got into the real estate. Actually, before I got into real estate, I reached out to him. I found him. Um, Via Instagram, I was searching through a hashtag looking for like Birmingham real estate professionals. Like I'm not from here. I need to network with some people that are from here and came across his page. Looked like he was out here doing the thing. So has um, hit him up and he's just been so helpful ever since. He's been great. Um, just all around amazing, great guy. So we're going to give some people a moment to get on here. Please share this video. Always about to share so all of his wonderful audience and real estate professional and friends and family can watch it. I'm super excited. So what you all can do is, like I said, share, but also like, comment, definitely comment, ask your questions. Um, you know, we have all the time. Well, we really don't. <laughs> Stephen told me I have a time limit, and I'm gonna tell you. I said an hour. Hour, okay. I might be able to do an hour. Most definitely, because you have so much knowledge, you have so much to share with us. I know it's going to be amazing. Like I said, you all can. Leave your comments. Say hey. Definitely let us know that you're here. Somebody said good evening, bestie. Hey, bestie. She said hello, everyone. Can I see what? Now I was asking, can we see the like the comments? The... I can see. Are you, are, you on your, are you on your laptop? Uh-huh. Do you see them over to the right of the screen anywhere? Uh, let's see. I see private. Oh, okay. Can you see now? Yeah. Okay. So definitely. So we got our comments and everything working. So again, starting off, this is Stephen. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, Stephen. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm wonderful. So tell us how yeah. how your day went. What 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 was today like for you? Um, honestly, today was kind of like you know, I ended up getting up, doing normal, going to the gym, and echo. I need to cut down my mic. I did too. So okay. So but you yeah, going to the gym. That, that's like a normal daily routine for you. Going to the gym? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, most definitely. That's that's how I get my day started. You know, what I mean, it, just to get the blood pumping, mind flowing, and it um. It honestly is is something like therapy to me for a certain extent. So yeah, definitely. And definitely can like release that anger, that frustration. I need to start right. going to the gym because it's <laughs> such a hard time, especially around the office and stuff. No. 
<laughs> but tell us, tell us a little bit about you, like where you grew up, um, how old. Well, he ain't gonna want to tell y'all how old he is. I had to pry it out of him earlier. But just kind of. <laughs> Yeah, so I grew up in a small town called Pitsy. Um, it's it's extremely small, real. Um, right above Birmingham, it's north of Birmingham. If you guys are familiar with the Jasper area, then it's about ten minutes outside of Jasper. But um, you know, it's one of those towns where everybody knows everybody. You know, somebody actually brought it to my attention not too long ago. Uh, asked him why I was from, and I told him, and I guess they jumped on Google real quick and looked it up, which is crazy. But um, they came back and was like, so in the town that has like 400 people? <laughs> and they said my graduating class has more than 400 people. So I mean, I'm from a, a real small area, just to wrap it up. But um, you know, it, it's one of those, um, I, I guess, cities where if if you're not located in Walker County, you probably haven't heard of it. <laughs> Yeah, I grew up in a small town too, but it wasn't that small, but it's definitely one of those. Everybody knows everybody. Um, one of those. Um, so kind of tell us, how did you get into real estate? What did, what did you go to school for? Because you weren't always a realtor, right? No, no. Um, real estate was always something I wanted to get into. However, when I went to school, I studied MIS, which is Management, Management Information Systems. So I was more on the tech side. Um and, and actually, I started out with CIS, which is Computer Information Systems. Um, but MIS seemed a little bit more interesting to me, just interesting to me, just because of the fact that it incorporated business, and I was definitely into business. So um, it kind of went from there. You know, I ended up uh, graduating. I, I grabbed a job initially at uh, Wells Fargo. Worked for them for a little bit, and I had a. Um, a couple of other businesses along the way. Um, actually, my first LLC that I ever formed was was in college. Uh, myself, along with a uh, good friend, um, Brandon Young, we both got together and um, we formed, uh, I guess you would call it a event planning slash photography business. Um, but <laughs> but uh, it was super cool. You know what I mean? It, it It really introduced me into the business world. Um, like I said, it was the first time I formed the LLC. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I, I really didn't know much about it. You know what I mean? And I, I would hear about, you know, the different types of businesses and things like that in class. Mm-hmm. But to actually form one myself was, was totally different. So that was super cool. Um, but like I said, along that journey, um, after, after college, I had a job for a little while. Um, I ended up forming another business, which was uh, Next Step Community Outreach. Mm. Um, and um, did that for a little bit. And then I just finally jumped into real estate. You know, and I've been here ever since. Been there ever since. Do you, do you see yourself going anywhere outside of real estate? Um, Outside of real estate? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I would go anywhere as far as putting real estate on the back burner, but actually uh-huh. into some other businesses. I, I definitely, I mean, I do. So, yeah. Most definitely. I like that. Um, so you've been an entrepreneur for a while now. 
<laughs> yes, I mean, I can date it back. And I was thinking about that the other day, and it kind of made me think. I think I was talking to my sister, and um, she made a comment, and she was like, yeah, I remember we used to sell those jerseys. I was like, man, you know what? This entrepreneur journey started a long time ago. I remember being in high school, and um, like literally, every you weren't cool unless you had a throwback jersey. Like, you had a throwback, <laughs> if you had a throwback jersey, you were like the coolest thing ever. And um, right, yeah. <laughs> so I ended up, I was actually able to um, get a supplier and, and start selling jerseys. So I was like. <laughs> you're just an ultimate hustler you've been out here jerseys yeah. t-shirts i'm with you though yeah. I love you. I love everything. <laughs> they say like entrepreneur journeys they they take a while i was watching this one girl speak and she's doing really good she's an entrepreneur but she said she started five different businesses before she mm. found the one that really like popped off and allow her that financial freedom that we all desire and long for yeah yeah i mean and and that's the thing like when you get into a business in most cases it's not gonna pop off instantly i mean it it, it i can't name anybody that's successful that has jumped into a business and been able to just take off and just kill it on top it's 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 impossible to me you know what i mean unless it's not from not from start to finish. You know, you may have some people that may have had a business handed to them. In that case, uh -huh. different. But um, just getting it from the ground up is, is is very very difficult. I mean, the hours that you put in, um, the successful people. You if you ask them, like they've lost friends. They've you know been in positions where people were angry at them just for whatever the reason may be. But it's because they're dedicating a lot of time to their craft, and it takes that to be successful. Yeah, and that kind of brings me to one of our topics that we said we were going to talk about, um, like balancing work and relationships. So, like, if someone is an entrepreneur and they're, like, out there really getting it, putting in the hours, the hard work, they don't have time for the distraction, um, how do relationships really play a role in their life, would you say? Relationships like they kind of like wait until they've gotten to where they feel like they're successful and can like afford a break, or should they just find that balance? How how do you find that balance? How does one find that balance? Well, first, I, I think you have to do exactly what you just said. You have to identify that. Like you have to be real with yourself. Like it can I take on a relationship? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, if the answer is yes, then definitely go for it. However, you will need to figure out how to balance it because it's one of those things that's not easy to do. I promise you it's not. Um, <laughs> I know firsthand. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I will say this. Like, you, you really have to find out. Um, people make time for what they want to make time for, in other words. So exactly. you have to make that relationship a priority just like you make the business a priority. And it's difficult to do that. Um, you, you know, it, it's, it's almost impossible to give your all in one area and another area not go lacking, if that makes sense. So, like, the average person with the family, if you go to work, you give 100% on Monday, you may not be able to go home on Monday and be the best husband. You know what I mean? Um, if you're the best husband 
on Tuesday, you may not have been the best businessman or the best father on that same day. Mm -hmm. So it's oftentimes very difficult to, um, you know, be a hundred percent in every area. So, you know, in a relationship, a relationship, you would, in most cases, want to just prioritize, you know what I mean? So set up those date nights where it's Tuesday, you know, we're going to the movies or Thursday is, is dinner night with us. Um, you know, whatever you really have to be, um, like I said, just, just I, I guess I don't know what the time will be, but um, you, you really have to prioritize it. You really do. It's one of those things. Um, kind of see where you can. Definitely, well, I'm speaking on my behalf. Don't let them be a distraction. Um, because just from personal experiences, I know in the past when I was like in relationships, the wrong mm -hmm. relationships, I would say, mm -hmm. um, I wasn't getting like that push, that drive, that you know they understand the mm -hmm. hustler mentality to where I can't always talk to you on the phone for hours because I'm really like legit over here trying to work, and it's not that I'm doing something that I'm not supposed to be doing. Like, I'm just trying to work and build and grow. Um, so it's definitely one of those conversations. And it's one of those areas I feel like you have to be equally yoked. I can't feel, I don't feel like you can be like an entrepreneur or go-getter and be with somebody. And I guess you could, but I couldn't be with somebody that's not, you know? Yeah, I, I get that. Um, but at the same time, <laughs> You do have to have somebody that balances you. You know, yeah, what I mean? definitely. Because if both of you guys are always on the go, you probably ain't gonna have time for each other. You know what I mean? So I think there's a fine line with having a go getter and then just having somebody that you know. I mean, I'm being serious, like yeah. <laughs> so serious. Um, you know, if you you're over here working for X amount of hours, then he's out of town doing something. There's no real relationship. You know what I mean? You literally have to schedule to see each other. We'll see each other next week on Thursday. You know what I mean? Some people love like that, though. That's like some people's love language. Like, they like a, like, yeah. I don't see you every day or I'm not all under you. Yeah. Like, yeah. That type yeah. of deal. Yeah. And that's cool. But, and I'm not trying to, you know, I'm, I'm not stereotyping. But in most cases, the people that I know that are women, they don't mm -hmm. really go for that. And I won't be going. Nah, women ain't going for that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, look, if you want a business trip, we business tripping together. What day is our conference? Oh, okay. Everybody <laughs> will? Oh, what time are we going? <laughs> right. Post on social media today. It was like this girl with this romper on, literally like some booty shorts. And they were like, "If this was your husband's coworker picking him up to go on a business trip, ladies, like, what's your response?" Hey, not happening. Not happening. Like, oh, it's cool. He definitely can go, but I'm gonna be right there beside him, going with him. So, <laughs> right, right. right. People are saying I see so many funny things on social media. Um, but regarding business, <laughs> what are some of your um, performance enhancement techniques? Some things you do to stay ahead of the curve, stay on your toes. Um, one of the main things I would say that I do that I feel is very, very beneficial and I think that a lot of other people should try this in this meditating. Mm. Like right now we're in a, um, I guess an era where everybody is like work, 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 
right. um, team no sleep, you know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and that's because cool, I, I mean, I ain't, ain't gonna lie, like I've I stay up late a lot of times working. Um, but at the same time, I still, when I can, I try to get as much rest as possible and I try to meditate. Like you have so many thoughts just going through your mind, and you, it's just a good feeling to quiet those thoughts. You know, take I, I normally meditate prior to going to the gym, so I get up you know, and do that for maybe 15, 20 minutes. And it really just clears your mind and calms you down. So like, that's one of the main techniques I feel like um, pushes me forward. It helps me a lot. It helps me be creative. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So, us, do you, <laughs> and y'all, before the podcast, I was just conversing with Steven about some topics we were going to talk about. And he was like, don't ask me any, tell me about a time type question. <laughs> but I have a tell me about a time question. She makes me seem like the bad guy. Because I know, I know how Crispin can be. So. <laughs> I'm just adamant. I'm persistent. She'll have me on here telling everything. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm you, Steve was like, look, I don't do podcasts, <laughs> yeah. this and that. I really had to work hard to get him on here. So we definitely want to thank him so much for his time. He's definitely a busy man. He's selling all of Birmingham. Um, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> happy that you're here also. So kind of tell me about a time where you experienced a loss and how did you overcome it? Mm, that's a good one. Um, a time I experienced a loss. Um, so, and when you say loss, just like in general, whatever you consider, okay. like I, last year was a, a kind of a rough year, you know, what I mean, a lot of things were going on in my personal life. Um, and I'm not like a, a, a person that's always just telling what's going on in their personal life. However, there was a lot of different things that were going on. Like I kicked off the year, uh, I think it was around maybe February or so. Mm -hmm. I found out that my dad had lung cancer. So that was like a big hit to the family, you know, um, back and forth to the hospital, that type of thing. So that was super rough. Um, then after that, like I went through... Um, a breakup that ended up, you know, affecting me a lot. And then I probably a month later, I ended up uh, losing one of my best friends. He ended up getting killed. As a matter of fact, today is his anniversary of his death. Oh, wow. Yeah. But, um, huh? I said blessed. Yeah, I know. Um, so, I mean, all of those things. You know, they, they do mess with you. You know what I mean? Those those are losses or things that really can affect your day to day. Um, I try not to think about those things. I try to just keep pushing forward. You know what I mean? I don't I don't think it's really a specific method that I go through to deal with certain things. Um I just I just pray. Stay prayed up and, and um keep pushing forward to be honest with you. You know, I know better days come. Yeah. Most definitely. And I feel like the things that we go through, and I know it sounds so cliche, but they really are to make us stronger. And we don't understand it while we're in it or while we're going through it. 
but it's always like a greater story on the other side. <laughs> oh yeah, most definitely. most definitely. I believe that. Yeah. So, yeah. So I love the fact that you pray because, you know, um, something we all should be doing out here. If you're not, look, if COVID hadn't taught you anything <laughs> else, it should have taught you to get on your knees and pray. Okay. I promise you, man. People are really out here losing their lives. And this is, this is serious. You know what I mean? It really is. Yeah. Like people are getting in. People close to me have gotten it. Um, numerous people I know have had COVID. I thought I had it. Thank God I didn't. <laughs> but this thing is right. definitely real. Um, so how did COVID kind of affect you in the real estate business? Um, as far as actual business, it it didn't affect me a lot. Um. But as far as the methods of actually handling business, of course, those things changed. Um, you know, it, a lot of times people will come to the office and we'll do a consultation. Well, we have the option now of actually doing virtual consultations. So you don't have to be exposed if you don't want to. Um, same thing when it comes to showings. Um, you know, in most cases, I'm going to open the door for my clients so they don't have to touch anything. Um, I try to encourage a lot of the listing agents to go ahead and have the lights on. I have their client to turn all the lights on. That way, when we walk through the house, we don't have to flip on lights. Um, right. You know, same thing with cabinets. Anything that a buyer may potentially want to look at, let's go ahead and open those things up so we're, we're eliminating anything uh, being touched, if that makes sense. Um so from that aspect, just of how business is handled, you know, things change, but not so much the um the actual flow of business. Oh, cool. I like it. Um, because I interviewed a makeup artist um a few months back when it first hit and mm -hmm. she said about her business to a complete halt. So she was like not able to do anything. She did it on a professional level. So like that was like her full time job doing makeup and oh, wow. left field. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, an industry like that, and is, I mean, of course, you're touching people all the time, so I can imagine, like this, that's crazy. Right, because like doing makeup, you know, I'm a makeup artist in my spare time when I'm not busy doing everything else that I do. This <laughs> <laughs> one of the uh, things that yeah. I had to kind of take a back seat to, and um, I only take like certain clients. You have to use gloves and everything. We have a question. It says, in the technology age. How do you use social media or other marketing avenues to push your business? And there's a second part to it, but we'll start there. So how do you use social media or other marketing avenues to push your business? And for me, um, I'll speak on my behalf. I use social media a lot because what do we all have right here? Like our phones in our hands. Um, 24-7 people are always looking at their phone and basically i try to stay consistent i stick to a color scheme um before i post anything on my on my website also on my social media and anything else i do um and i try to make it look 100 percent professional that's just for me that's how i utilize social media um how do you how do you utilize social media and other marketing avenues to push um pretty much the same way to be honest with you crispin like you say everybody walks around with that their phone in their hand um you probably 
don't go an hour without touching your phone. So it's, you know, always in your hand. Um, Right, right. Um, One of the things I've noticed is, especially with millennials, people are more attracted to video now. Um, Not saying that they're realists, but they're realists. (laughs) That's just what it is. Like, why would I read a paragraph when you can, I can watch a 20 second video and you tell me everything that I was going to read? Exactly, exactly. so you really have to, and I think that was actually one of the topics you were talking about, um, just like embracing change. You have to be able to yeah. embrace that change and change with with te- technology. Um, yeah. You know, one thing that I try to do often in the videos that I promote um, is, is catch people within that first three to five minutes because the attention span, if you don't say anything good enough or worth hearing within the first few seconds, a lot of times they're opting out of it. And anybody that looks on um, or has a business that runs social media campaigns, then you will see that. Like literally, when you look at the analytics on the back end, the rate of people dropping out of videos at a certain at a certain um, time frame, you know, is is typically coming. So if you are um, uh, who asked that, Miss Coleman? So if you are running some type of um, video or anything like that, definitely pay attention to that. Um, that would tell you a lot about what you need to do or change up inside of your your content. Most definitely. And the second part of that question was what advice can you give to entrepreneurs who are looking to create a plan of action to stay ahead during this pandemic? Um, And on that one, I would say definitely utilize a planner. I use one for my business. I'm more of a right things down type person. I'm trying to become more digital, but it's just easier for me to just jot it down when I see it. So definitely um, stay organized. Sit out, like sit down on Sundays and kind of plan out your week and plan out your month, plan out your year. Um, I'm even thinking of things I'm trying to do like five years from now. So definitely create those plans, stay ahead of the curve. And um, during this pandemic, just find ways to do things more digital, digitally. I used to have makeup classes that I would host. People would come out and I would do hands-on makeup classes with people that want to learn how to do makeup. But now I've incorporated ways where I plan on dropping a virtual makeup course so you can log in and I teach you virtually since we are in a pandemic. So definitely find ways to be innovative. Um, What would you say? What advice would you give entrepreneurs? Um, I would say stay ahead of the market. Um, whatever business that you are in, study, study, study that business. A lot of times, especially in the technology age, new things are coming out rapidly. Um, So you want to be able to be on the cutting edge. You don't want to jump into something too soon, but at the same time, you don't want to catch it at the, the end. So definitely study your market and that'll help you plan. You'll know how to strategically come up with the plan to implement into your business um, or else honestly you'll fade away, you know? And, and I guess the reason I say that, if you really look at businesses that have um, went away, Blockbuster, why did they go away? Because of Netflix, you know what I mean? So that's transition. They didn't adapt quick enough to the time in order to stay relevant and become a thriving business or stay a thriving business because they were a thriving business. And that's the same thing that you'll see eventually happen possibly with the cap industry. If you don't 
if they don't catch on. You know, you already are seeing less cabs. Um, they are but, done you know. for. Like, that's a wrap. That's what it is. You, you have to be able to sit down and analyze your business and don't analyze it just for the next three months. Analyze it for the rest of the year. And then track those goals. Like literally, am I on track at month three? Am I on track at month six? Uh-huh. But with it. And then if I'm not on track, what do I need to do to get on track? Like what's stopping me? What's my stopping point? So how I are you staying positive if you are tracking yourself and you get to a month and you see that you haven't hit your goal? You're really feeling discouraged. Um, you feel like things are moving at the rate that they should be moving at. What advice would you give? <clears throat> entrepreneur struggling with that mindset well i mean one of the keywords i um i heard you say is you're feeling like this is <laughs> take that out of it that's gonna that's gonna be that you that's one thing you have to be able to set your mind for to get over like those feelings no if i know my numbers aren't what it should be then how do I get them there? I reevaluate it. Am I not talking to the people that I need to be talking to on a daily basis? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Am I not pushing the content out like I should be pushing it out? Am I pushing the content out but enough, enough viewers aren't seeing the content? What's the what's the stopping point for me? You know what I mean? Right. So once we figure out what that is, now we can reevaluate it over the next six months to see if it corrected itself and then, you know, go from there, if that makes sense. Definitely makes sense. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, thank you all for the wonderful questions. That was a great question, Donisha. Definitely, thank you for that. Um, anybody else? If you all have any questions, please feel free to put them in the comments section below. Um, let me look at some of the previous ones that I missed. One said, good stuff, guys. One said, Sipsy in the house. Everybody related. <laughs> you fight one, you fight one. <laughs> Everybody related. Hey, you, tell me, brother. you fight one, you fight them all. That's funny. Um, <laughs> we did not play the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said, what year did you sell those jerseys? <laughs> <laughs> Throwback years. <laughs> They're trying to figure out your age, huh? Right, right, right. <laughs> now, how to be slick. That's it. <laughs> but that's what's up, though, because I'm always selling something. Um, and you are too. What you what you say? Someone commented, uh, you can sell a whale or tail." That was hilarious. I but I mean, seriously, like, and I think that was something that I, I picked up on not even knowing. Like, it was it was just almost like second nature. You know what I mean? Like, how can I make some extra money? That that was my thing. Like, I always wanted something nice, you know? Especially mm-hmm. when you get in high school. Like, you want the cool clothes, you know what I mean? You start right. driving, but you want rims. Hey, we trying to wear. Right. Right, so I was always just trying to figure out, like, what can I do? You know, how can I make some extra money? Um, that was that was my thing. But yeah, I I mean, it actually became a love. You know what I mean? I, it got to the point to where it wasn't even really about the money. It's about the journey. Like the journey of this happening is extremely fun to me. 
you know, sometimes people be like, man, how you gonna do this, do that, do that all day long? It's fun. Like, it's, it's not anything I really get tired of. <laughs> I love it. And that's why I feel like everyone should work a job or work in a professional career or open some type of business that they love. Yeah. And not one that they have to wake up and force themselves to go to a new Like, if it gets to that point, um, you should probably reevaluate it because I don't feel like God put us on this earth for us to be miserable every day, to yeah. wake up dreading going to a nine to five, doing something that they don't like. Um, I love what I do. And I, I know that you love what, what you do too. So, kind of tell us how real estate has been able to give you that freedom. Um, from a nine to five, just kind of tell me some of the pros and cons, if any, of trade. yeah. Um, I mean, like you were saying, you don't really want to be in a position where you wake up every single day and you dread going to work. Mm -hmm. Um, but I will say this though, like if you're in that position, just have a goal because I think we all will have to go through that phase of life in order to get to where we want to be. You know what I mean? Um, I, I can't, like I said, I've, I've been on a job. I've been on a job and tried to run a business on the side. And I mean, it's difficult. It's very, very difficult. Um, you know, I, I've been at jobs I didn't like. I absolutely hate it. I remember back in my college days, I used to work for this, um, this group home and I would literally have to be at work at seven o'clock and I got off at seven o'clock in the morning. You used to have to be there at seven PM? Yes. Seven oh, wow. PM and I would work until seven AM. And then I had to get up and go to class. Or I had to what go home. Oh wow. Yeah. So like, you know, I may have a, a nine o'clock or nine thirty class. I'm at twelve until that afternoon. You know, I may be able to get home at three some just depending on how my schedule was that semester, but get a little bit of rest and then I'm back at work at seven PM to seven AM. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I I had to do what I had to do though, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like it's um yeah. it's just one of the things you, you go through it. You know what I mean? You go through it. And then even like with real estate, starting out with real estate, it wasn't the easiest thing in the world. It took a lot of time. Um, I knew I can do real estate, but at the end of the day, it, there's a lot of learning. There's a lot of a whole lot of information obtained. Um, I mean, if you look at statistics, you know, eighty-five percent of realtors are out of the businesses within the first two years. So that's that speaks volumes. That tells you it's not that job. You know, sometimes people see the plus side of it, but at the same time, it's a lot of hard work that goes into it up front. And even not just up front, but in general, but definitely up front. Definitely up front. Oh, wow. A lot of long hours. Most definitely. So um, how do you tell someone to stay encouraged when looking at a number like that and they want to get into the real estate professional? Like, look, I heard all y'all don't be <laughs> realtors very long. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think like me personally, get yourself a mentor first get yourself a mentor but i will also say this you have to want it it's hard to encourage somebody who doesn't want it bad enough when you want it bad enough you get encouragement from anywhere you can look online and see somebody else doing what you're doing and say i can do that like i'll knock that out if they can do it i can do that you know what i mean so 
I pull encouragement from everywhere, everybody that's around me. And I'm talking about from um, people that have been in the game before me, people that have come after me. There's always something to learn. You know, um, I, I know you had asked me not too long ago, and she tried to put me on the spot. <laughs> but um, I was telling her, <laughs> I learned something every single day. And she was like, whatever, what you learn today? And I told her what I learned. <laughs> I was like, what you learn yesterday? I was trying to Like yesterday, I was I told her what I learned, but I'm serious. Like, make that a goal. Like, mm-hmm. even even if it's a word, you know what I mean? To increase your vocabulary. Like, put that in your phone every mm-hmm. day. You know what I mean? It's funny that you said that because I try to learn a word a day. Today I learned loquacious. <laughs> <laughs> my mom says that to my daughter a lot when she's so she's like you're very loquacious oh wow i never heard of that right it means you're very talkative loquacious that sounds like somebody's name loquacious <laughs> <laughs> don't start Steven. <laughs> we're gonna have a short break here you all um and we will be right back so stay tuned we have the hot topics coming up next now this what y'all don't want to miss Oh, we got the hot topics coming up, so stay right where you are. Welcome to the Soul Lux Life Podcast, where our goal is to enhance the mental, physical, and spiritual luxuries in life. Make your life luxurious through knowledge, coaching, training, and technique. Visit us online at soulluxlife.com. Here's your host. Crispin J. Watson. So, thanks you all again for still being tuned in here with us. Uh, we do have some more comments. And, and okay, someone said, how long did it take you to become successful, successful as a realtor? Mm, about four years. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> okay, 2020 now. <laughs> But um, so how was that first year for you? And this is just from my own personal knowledge. How was that first year for you? Uh, first year was a little bit scary. Um, well, initially starting out when I got into real estate, I transitioned from a job. So like the scary part was going from having having a guaranteed income to not knowing where your next dollar is coming from. Right. So that can be a bit scary, but honestly, is most of the time you perform the best when you don't have any other option. Mm-hmm. So I knew I didn't have another option, and I knew that's what I wanted to do. So the things that I needed to do, I made sure I done those things, like up every morning, doing what I needed to do as far as making a business run, um, putting together marketing content. 
making sure I'm talking to who I need to talk to every day, um, lead generation, um, just just whatever that they entailed. I made sure I, you know, I did it. And then, uh, of course, I started seeing a little bit of progress, um, and it just took off from there. Definitely. I love that. Um, and you mentioned before we had our commercial break that um, you would tell someone to get a mentor. And um, Stephen, I'll just be honest with you. You are the first mentor I've ever had because I always felt like I could do things out there on my own. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so grateful that you are my mentor. Um, so, um, how would you say a mentor has has helped you along along the way, along the years? A lot, a lot, man. Um, it's so funny because I'm actually one of those figure it out yourself kind of people. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't like to ask questions. Um, I like to take action. Like I don't. I'm not. I'm not trying to sit around and wait for somebody to give me the answer to anything. So for me to reach out and ask people for knowledge, like at first it was foreign to me, you know what I mean? But it comes with growth and business, you know what I mean? So once I figured out like, hey, this is a like a key thing that you need to implement into your life, like you need to have these people around you. Um, and honestly, a lot of my mentors are close friends, you know, um, a lot of my friends are, are, are doing well. So, and to be honest with you, a lot of my friends are older than me, but they've been down, you know, roads that I have yet to travel. So they're able to pour into me and, and always just keep me on the right track. And, you know, I thank them for that. Like, I'm truly blessed to have those kind of people in my life. Most definitely. So that's definitely important. Um, yeah. That's why I tell you all the time and I appreciate you. Um, I do see we have another question. Someone said, how long before you sold your first house? Um, from when I stopped working? Well, yeah, we'll say at that point. About two months. I want to say about two months after I stopped working, I, I sold my first house. Two to three months. It may have been three months. Okay, so from you getting your license, let's say from that point, so you yeah, were working, my life. you licensed, correct? Um, man, from me actually getting my license to me selling my first house, probably six to eight months, maybe. Hmm. But at that time, like I said, I had a job, so it's a little difficult to try to figure out everything. Um you know, having a job. So it was like a learning curve there for a minute. Um, but yeah, I did it. And also I say having a job also you don't um go after it as hard as if it were your only bread and butter. Um, because you already have that, that income that you're living off of. So it's not like, okay, if I don't sell a house, I'm not gonna eat type mentality. It's like, oh, if I sell one, I do, I'll sell one when I sell one. And that's kind of where my mentality would be if I still had a job, to be honest. Like, okay, I wanna do it, but at the same time, like, I'm, you know, cool if I don't sell my job. And I think that's what pushes me so hard now, the fact that this is like my full time job, <laughs> my bread and butter, um, bread yeah. and butter. So that's definitely yeah. one of those things. I didn't let that job like affect it. I'm not going to lie. Like after I got my license within the first probably three months, I kind of had a good idea of the business, a decent idea, enough mm -hmm. to start generating, you know, leads. So 
after that, like yeah, like I said, you know, a few months later, I was I was trying to close the deal. <laughs> so if you're out there and you're thinking about getting into real estate, um, definitely reach out to either either of us. We'll be happy to talk to you um, about it and just kind of tell you the ins and outs. Um, Scott said that we're awesome. Thank you so much, Scott. We appreciate that. <laughs> said that's good. Most definitely. So some of our off-topic topics, because we have 43 great minutes of professional development here. So let's talk about kind of what's going on in the world today, Stephen. What is going on in the world today, Miss? We got Tory Lanez shooting my girl Megan in her feet. And I'm just happy that he didn't hit her knees because we need her. <laughs> so what's what what's your on that like do you think it's ever okay and I hope we all know the answer to this but do you think it's ever okay for a man to shoot a woman no it's not okay like I don't even understand the thought behind that you know what I mean like what in the world could somebody a female could do to you that bad at a party for you to shoot her you know what I mean I, I don't know you know, who, right. who who really knows? It may have been drugs involved or anything. I, I don't know. But there's just no reason for doing that. Like, I, know, I know plenty of people that do drugs that have never shot anybody. So. <laughs> it makes me wonder, does he have a history of, like, violence with female domestic violence? I want to say he did because when this first came out, I saw people saying, like, are y'all surprised this is the same guy that beat up somebody? I don't remember. Mm. So this is a change for him. Trying to end her career. That's exactly what it was. That's sad, <laughs> though, man. Like, how you had that much hate in your blood to just, I don't know. I just don't get it. I'll never understand that. To shoot someone that they appear to be cool, like they were friends. Yeah, this is somebody you know. Like, this isn't a random robber or... As a matter of fact, I think it was his girl, right? Weren't they together? I think they were dating or something like that. I don't know. What? Y'all know how to gossip. I don't be knowing the gossip like that. (laughs) (laughs) We knowing the gossip, too. We right there on the shade room with the rest of (laughs) (laughs) But I think they were dating, if I'm not mistaken. So that just, um, I just don't get it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I really don't understand. Then you jeopardizing your career. Mm. Like, come on. Yeah, definitely not cool. Um, domestic violence in any form or, or fashion is not okay. Um, <laughs> whether it's physical, verbal abuse is real, and people don't realize that. Verbal. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You like myself are sensitive, so. <laughs> oh, got you, got you. Yeah, verbal abuse is real. A lot of people think like, "Hey, it's just physical." Now, nah, when you start talking down on people, demeaning them, um, putting them in a place of shame, and just you know that they're not themselves. You know, a lot of time, and I, a lot of women, I hear that come from a lot of women. Like a lot of times, they get in that position. And it's hard to get out of it. And then once they do get out of it, they're like, man, like, I can't believe I let myself stay in that that long. Like, there was a lot of verbal abuse, like, a lot of controlling, just stuff I shouldn't be dealing with. Most definitely. Um, I've been through that myself, like, all of that. um, And, like, 
when people try to control you, it's like a mindset. And when they feel like they can't control you, that's when they usually resort to try to putting their hands on you, which is not cool. So. No, not at all. Don't not do that. <laughs> I'm going to go for it. It's not. It's not worth your freedom. It's not worth hurting somebody else. Um, I think that's one of those things we have to learn how to control our anger. And that's one thing that I've had to learn over the years. Um, <laughs> just to control my anger and just think before I say something or before I do something. Think about my kids and how it's going to affect them and how it's going to affect me and how it's going to affect the people that I love <laughs> if I act out of anger. No, I totally agree with you. You you do have to just think about stuff before you act. Um, it and me personally, it takes a lot to get to me, like just to get me upset about something. Um, Stephen don't care about nothing, y'all. So <laughs> it's just not worth it. You know what I mean? Like it's not. It's it's a lot of this stuff just does not be worth it. Like I'm like you have to be close to me to be able to get me to act out in some kind of way. Mm. Like you have to really be close to me, meaning I, yeah, you have to be close to me. <laughs> I say that. Other than that, is you know, and it's not even like acting out of anger, but um, for me to even care about the situation. Mm. Heartless, huh? Not heartless. I mean, it's that's just kind of yeah. how it is. You know, a lot of a lot of things don't really require the attention that people give them. Like a lot of times, you can de-escalate something or even prevent something by not even responding to it. It's like, oh, well, like it doesn't really affect my lifestyle. It doesn't affect how I feed my family, how I, um, it doesn't affect my parents. Like it doesn't affect enough for me to care about it. You know what I mean? Nobody that I love is being hurt behind this. Like it's, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I definitely agree with you on there. Um, another post I saw and said, um, is $28 enough to take someone on a date with? $28? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess it depends on where you take it. <laughs> you better have some gas in the car already, too. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? That's your full time, Like, don't go far. <laughs> That's drinks money. Like, by the time you buy... <laughs> I promise, like, I, man, like, when my office was, um, my old office that was on 280, we used to always get together and go to Papa Do's, and I promise, like, those drinks are, like, $15, $16. Right. So, like, <laughs> the drink and a meal? Like, I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> it's a blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so it, they- I, guess, I guess it depends on also, like, well, no, nah, I ain't going to say that because $28 just, I don't know what that's going to you. But I people were it. like, when people were saying no, because I see someone on here saying no. But when people were saying no, people were like, that's what's wrong with people. Y'all are too bougie. Y'all are too high class. Y'all want a man to spend like all this money on y'all on dates and things like that. And they were saying you could um, pick up some deli sandwiches and go to the park and y'all sit out there and eat and <laughs> That'd be cool. If you if you have um somebody that will understand that, you know what I mean? Yeah, because I don't know if a lot of women understand that. <laughs> so do you feel like men should be at a certain um I don't wanna say this, I guess financial state before they date or considered being married. Um 
basically, if you're broke, do you feel like you should be broken out here dating and spending money on? I, I think to each his own. Me personally, I wouldn't feel comfortable. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I just, I just feel like if I'm having a hard time providing or um, taking somebody on a date, like I know women like to do things. You know what I mean? So like, <laughs> at the end of the day, if this, um, she's not gonna be happy. You know what I mean? In most cases, she don't want to do something unless, unless, like I say, you have somebody that's super cool and it's like, well, I'm good with a walk at the park and. That kind of thing. <laughs> But I think that comes with age. Like, there's something. I'm saying, like, that's when you're a little bit like, younger. Like, do you fit with the person type age or like? <laughs> no, I'm saying, like, when you're younger, you really don't have, you know, money like that. So a lot of times people are more understandable. Like, hey, I'm cool with that. You know what I mean? But once you get a certain age, I think. Do what? Like that's how women gonna look at you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we in a two for twenty. <laughs> I know somebody, um, friend of mine. They said, like, look, if a guy tries to take them to a chain restaurant, like a Applebee's, a Longhorn, or whatever, whatever chain, for a first date, they're like, Mm-mm, that's not the guy for her. She will not go. <laughs> really. <laughs> Man, like I don't know what to think about that. Like I get it. I don't know. Like that's just song, you know, people. I get I mean I get it though. To each his own. And at the end of the day, if you the guy and that's who you want to talk to, and if that's acceptable, then you respect it. I mean, I always tell people like you can never tell somebody how to feel. And if they have certain boundaries or stipulations or things that they like in life, a certain level. Respect it. Either you respect it or you move on to the next. You know what I mean? Somebody you can one day with. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's kind of how it is. If you if you can't afford her, then hey. Let her be with somebody that can. Right. <laughs> that's just life, though. Um, that was interesting. I think um, that brings me to like another post. We probably talked about it frivolously one day in the office. Um, people, somebody posted like a fake diamond ring well it wasn't diamond it was like he was draconian and they were like if your man proposed to you with this ring would you say yes mm. i said they're real talk steve <laughs> but um and my kind of thought on it was like you know if you can't afford to get married can't afford like a real diamond or whatever then maybe marriage isn't for you because families are expensive and it it's a jump when you go from providing for one for self and then providing for self and family. Like, well, it really is. I agree with you on that. Um, you know, y'all have to have some type of understanding in those type of situations. And I'm not trying to get nobody in a relationship advice. Like, I don't opinion. This, these are just, just my opinion. But I agree with you because I feel like, I mean, as the leader of the household, as Part of being a provider, um, you know, you have to understand that you're literally taking on a wife and kids. You know what I mean? So you have to be that a provider in a time of need, especially. So I agree with you. Like if if that's not the position that you are in or the role that you're willing to take, you should reevaluate it. 
Most definitely. And like, how do you kind of let someone down easy? <laughs> what do you mean let them down easy? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, if someone were to propose to you with a fake ring, like, not that you would ever you propose to that that's out of order, but like, <laughs> how you let them down easy? Yeah, like, how would you be okay with your girlfriend at the time telling you no um, because you didn't get her a real ring? Um, I don't know. I mean, that just depends on the situation. You know what I mean? I don't think I would ever propose to somebody that I feel like is going to say no. Mm-mm. You know, so, <laughs> and how would I let somebody down? I, that may be a question for one of your girlfriends. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know, like, that's, that's crazy. What do you think? You think the fake ring and all that is a no-go? Would you, would you turn them down or would you accept it? Um, and I'm not trying to, you know, sound any type of way, but for me, it would be a no, just because I know my situation, like, I know what I like, I have kids, I know the lifestyle that I'm living, and I feel like if if you can't afford to gift someone a real ring, and it doesn't have to be like, you know, a $30,000 rock, but <laughs> something, as long as it's some real carrots. Um, right. you, know, you don't need to be getting married. I feel like your priorities aren't really where they need to be because I know, like, what I, I want to be able to bring something to the table. So I'm not going to get married to struggle. You know, you can struggle on your own. Um, okay without yeah. bringing someone into that but again everybody's different some people say you know love is love and that's that and that's what's up and i'm not knocking anybody that has a fake ring like don't get me wrong because if i really love someone and i saw that he could afford to give me then i probably would say yes but <laughs> i just probably would have other things to work on right not. So what if he can actually afford a real ring, but he got you a fake one? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you only really love me like what? I'm not worth it. What are you trying to say? Like, <laughs> like what do you mean? Like I'm not worth like a fourth of a carrot. <laughs> like we'll get that after the win. <laughs> I gotta make sure you really the one. <laughs> right, right, right. But if like if we have that mindset, then we don't we ain't where we need to be regarding yeah, right. <laughs> That's crazy. But people do that though. Um would you be offended like if you proposed to someone then she went and got got the ring, um, like a prize to see if it's real or not? Um <laughs> Well, probably because like I said, if I propose to somebody like I'm I'm serious about them, so they already know I'm I'm coming with the real deal. <laughs> so she got to get a check, like real deal here. <laughs> so I may feel a little offended, but I mean, like I said, I don't really let a whole lot get to me. So I'm like, if that's how you feel, then you know, go get it done. If you need that verification, because um, statistics state that a lot of marriages end because of finances and cheating. Mm. So, <laughs> mm. so, and you know, you really don't know people's spending habits and things like that until until after you get married. Um, 
So mm. I feel like that's one of those things you really should try to dig and pry deep to just kind of watch people's patterns. Like, is he the type dude that's like, okay, we're paying late fees on his bills or does he pay stuff on time? Um, right, right. <laughs> kind of oh, what's your thought process on that? We had a question to come through um, Instagram. I put up a poll and we had quite a few questions to come through there. Some of which we aren't going to read on air. <laughs> But um, some of them, were, one was, what What do you look for in a lady? Mm. Mm. Where these questions come from? <laughs> I thought you were out here talking about real estate. <laughs> I thought these are the off-topic topics. After that part, oh, man. Yeah. Um, what do I look for? I look for um, really a friend. Mm. Or anything, somebody I can hang out with, laugh with, we do things together, and it really just feels like a genuine friendship. Um, trust and loyalty, like those are, are definitely big. And um, I don't know, just somebody that would balance me in the areas that I'm already weak in. So, like, if I got <clears throat> a certain area that I lack in, maybe they would compensate. You know what I mean? They're, they're the opposite of me in that area, and that'll. Of course, better my life and vice versa. I mean, not just with me, but in areas that they may be weak in, I may be able to aid and help out. So, <laughs> right. Um, someone else asks, Is he single or married? Oh, all right. Where are these questions coming from again? Y'all <laughs> <laughs> in his business, right? So, who want to buy a house? <laughs> <laughs> Right. Um, I'm single. Yeah, most definitely single yeah. too. Huh? So, just, hmm. <laughs> so um, and I know like most black men, they don't they don't get married as young as other races. And what would you say the reason for that is? I have no idea. Um, I never knew that statistic. You didn't? You like, never noticed that other, other races get married? Like at younger ages, um, our race, we're a little slower at getting to the L. Like, don't tell me you hadn't noticed that, Steve. Um, I mean, that could be due to different reasons. Um, mm -hmm. Going back to what you were saying earlier, a lot of times men like to feel financially stable. Well, mm -hmm. this, I mean... I don't like to put a race car, but in most cases, black men are financially stable at a later period in their life versus mm -hmm. the earlier period. So that may have a lot to do with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that unfair disadvantage. <clears throat> Definitely get that. Could you date and marry a woman that made like significantly more than you? Would that make you feel less of a man? I know some people say like they like to feel dominant and feel like. I'm cool with it. As long as she ain't around here pulling the car, like, hey, you know, I wait. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah. That is yeah. too funny. She can't yeah. pull the car. Nah, don't belittle me around here. Like, right, right. No, but I'll be cool with it. <laughs> yeah, that's just comes part of like being humble and kind of knowing who you are and being okay with that in the long run. But exactly, yeah, it's been real. We've 
overseeded our hour here and we definitely want to thank you so much Stephen, for joining us tell our audience how they can connect with you how they can reach you on social media if they want to buy a house what do they need to do yeah well crispin just thank you for having me i really enjoyed it um i really appreciate you um if you guys want to connect with me on social media ig it is steven spell with the ph dot realtor and on facebook it's just steven wiley w-i-l-e-y Stephen Wiley, Wiley, Wiley Lee Holmes. Visit us online, homesofbirmingham.com. Right. <laughs> I'm going to sell you a house. It's that season. Now is the perfect time to get into a new home. So, let us help you. Thank you for tuning in.